Welcome to another episode of There is a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is October 22nd, 2020. Pretty much today is the final presidential debate. I'm recording this before it actually starts, so hopefully after this debate is over, I can come back later, give my views, give my opinions on it. However, I personally don't think it's going to be any different. I mean, come on, really? Just because they're going to mute the mics and also just because they got a moderator who everybody keeps saying that this person is no frills and all this type of stuff. I believe that Donald Trump, even if he has to walk from behind his podium and get right beside Joe Biden, I believe he will do something like this. I believe that he will do something that would provoke Biden to come out of character because he has nothing else that he could utilize in regards to something positive so he has to get uh, he has to get that individual to lose their composure it was believed that the white house wanted the debate to focus on foreign policy which is it's ridiculous because Donald Trump as president has a he has no foreign policy history. But this shows you how terrible his overall record is. You can't talk about the economy. You can't talk about the pandemic. You really can't talk about you can't talk about race relationships. Because he has failed in all of these aspects. So the White House has pushed for the subject of foreign policy to be really the central focus of the debate. And because this is not happening, you now have the Trump administration actually saying things like is or I won't say they that what they're trying to do is drum up excuses so that when Trump loses this evening and the talking points come on tomorrow it's going to take away any type of success that Joe Biden has away from him he's pretty much he's already tanking this debate by saying that it's it's bias it's you know this is favoring biden and pretty much he just gonna he's just gonna focus on this um this tactic because all the subjects that they do want to talk about tonight, he doesn't have, there's nothing positive. So, I mean, you can only imagine 
when they talk about race relationship and the coronavirus and the economy, what type of rhetoric, what type of garbage is going to come out of this man's mouth? But, you know, hey, like I said, we'll talk about that another day. You, you, I might even just try to come back on here tomorrow so we can, you know, wrap that up. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the thing that is going on is in regards to celebrities, particularly um, in this case, celebrity rappers that are being accused or have actually come out in their own way of endorsing Donald Trump presidency. I mean, we know about Kanye West and the relationship that he has with the president, which, you know, it's kind of odd to kind of figure out how, what his ploy is because supposedly Kanye West is running for president. So it's like he's, he's in favor of everything that Donald Trump is for while at the same time he's running against Donald Trump. You know, come on. You know, this is such bullshit that, you know, you know, not one. And what's, what makes me so mad with the media, nobody has brought this up. Nobody has said, how is it that you're running for president against candidates, but you have not spoken out against any other candidates, particularly Donald Trump? You have been shown wearing Donald Trump's paraphernalia, but yet you're running against him. I mean, you know, this is ridiculous. And it's not just black, I mean, not, I guess, the mainstream media, but even like the black news outlets, the black newspapers, bloggers. Why haven't any of y'all asked Kanye West how is it that you're running against the president of the United States, but you have not spoken out against anything that the United States has done to provoke you to want to run against him? But, you know, hey, I mean, let's be real. It's a sham. But let's talk about rappers Ice Cube and even 50 cents. Now, people want to say that they are endorsing Donald Trump when I guess, and I gotta be careful because I guess I might get shot with bows and arrows also. Because there's something about this concept that we as black people have to constantly think alike, especially when it comes to politics. Now, from what my understanding in regards to what I have actually read, Ice Cube wanted to meet with Donald Trump to promote an agenda based on ideals that 
would get an I guess he's trying to get an idea on how Donald Trump feels against or towards these issues. Now, I never heard whether or not he presented these issues to Joe Biden. I haven't heard that. You know, there have been people that are, in regards to Joe Biden, they say things like, well, Biden has a black agenda. He has a black initiative that certain things that if he's elected, this, that, and the other things would, you know, um, be discussed during his presidency. You know, I know he talked about, you know, um, financial opportunities for black people, things such as um, business opportunities, housing situations. Um, of course, you know, they promote the um, dissolving student loans, which that would benefit black, white, red, brown, that affect everybody. But what Ice Cube is basically trying to get from Donald Trump is what is your agenda? Can you outdo this agenda that Joe Biden has set before? Because Ice Cube pretty much, I mean, the guy's got to be 50-something years old. He's, you know, he's heard Democrats come out every four years and pretty much say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And after the election's over, you might get a sprinkle of some of the promises that were made. You know, I know that, uh, uh, I guess, Puff Daddy, you know, he was talking about a black agenda to present before the candidates to see whether or not a decision should be made in regards to who black people should support. And then there's 50 cents. 50 cent flat out said, I don't care about Donald Trump's policies on race. I don't care that he don't like black people. I am for his economic programs. And a lot of people got upset but people fail to realize 50 cent benefit. I, and I guess it's hard for black people to understand that there are rich black people. And the sad part is that in the past, a lot of the wealthy black people have always kept a low profile when it came to candidates. You know, it, it, it blows my mind because people don't like... Let's take a church, these mega churches. You have to be out of your mind if you do not believe that the pastors of a mega church is not a Republican. Because Republicans support the separation of church and state. And when you break it down, it comes down to these mega churches are tax exempt. 
And you could use your mega church really as a shelter to hide your wealth. So it's, it, it blows my mind how people do not understand how black pastors are cannot or they can't be Republican. That's, I mean, I don't, and it's funny because I don't think a lot of people really go up to a black pastor and just say, excuse me, Mr. Pastor of Mega Church, what is your affiliation from a political party? Or basically saying, what is your voting record? Or what contributions have you made? Because, you know, they might make contributions to Democrats, but I bet they make more in terms of percentage of their dollars to conservative candidates. I mean, I challenge any of you. Ask your pastor. Whether it's a mega church, it could be a church with 10 people. They still get that tax exempt. You know, these, these are the things that we just... We just make the assumption that it don't happen. We, for some reason, we as black people, we make the assumption that black people are supposed to vote Democrat. Now, this, this, is, my, this is my view. We as black people, I think we are raised, we are taught... To vote your values. It's, it's part of our upbringing. That we are as a whole. Is supposed to support the race. We are not taught. To vote based on your wealth. Or on your status. Or how politics or how a candidate can improve your home, your job, or your business. We, we are supposed to vote as a collective group. And we are raised that we are supposed to look after one another. You know, I still remove, remember in the movie New Jack City, Am I My Brother's Keeper? Yes, I am. That is the mindset that we are raised with. Now, speaking for myself, I was raised by individual parents. And I say individual parents because my parents broke up when I was at an early age. So I was I was raised in, I was raised by both parents, but I was raised in separate homes. And each of them had almost that same value. You're supposed to look after others. I mean, my mother's a minister. My father, he was a blue collar worker. Uh, same company, 30 years, full pension, the whole nine yard, union, 
union worker, die hard, dedicated to the union. I can remember if there was a picket line, even if it was a one man picket line, you did not shop there. No matter what you needed, it was about support your values and your values were based on the whole. So for me, no matter what my financial status is, no matter what my job is, I was raised to vote based on values and morals. So for me, Democrats have always, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Democrats are great or good. You know, as, as you get older, you see some of the, the tainted politicians, Democrats and stuff like that. But they're still the overall, or, you know, if you want to use the term, the lesser of the two evils. Without a doubt, the lesser of the two evils have always been the Democrats. Now, keep that in mind. So let's talk about the values. And we go back to Ice Cube and 50 Cent. And being in my age group, see, I remember when NWA, Niggas with Attitudes, first came on. And the... Verses, particularly the verses that were wrapped out by Ice Cube. And pretty much you, not only did he rap it, he wrote the majority of all of their songs. And then even when Ice Cube went solo, I mean, the albums, America KKK, Lethal Injection, the Predator album. I mean, that stuff, I mean, that was some hard, slamming, positive message. I mean, yeah, the profanity, the harsh lyrics and whatnot, but real is real. This is what Ice Cube was about. This was his values then. But... The Ice Cube back then, he do not have the same values today. Let's be real. Ice Cube is no longer Ice Cube. He is now O'Shea Jackson. And O'Shea Jackson, a.k.a. Ice Cube, today, not only is a husband and a father... But he's a movie star. He's a director. He's a businessman. So his, his values, they're different. He has a little bit more change in his pockets. And the goal of any wealthy, productive, successful person is to keep that change not only to make it grow, but to keep what you already got. 
So of course, you're going to endorse, you're going to vote for an individual that can help you to do this. Same goes with 50 Cent. Yeah, we know about the story of 50 Cent. Hustling, bootlegging, uh, drug dealing, seven shots, seven bullet shots in his back. But now let's move forward. That same rapper known as 50 Cent is now Curtis Jackson. I don't think him and Ice Cube are related. O'Shea Jackson, Curtis Jackson. But the thing is, is this, their stories are parallel. They started out one way. Now 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson, he's the executive producer of one of the most popular TV shows that's on right now. So, and I mean, again, businessman, producer. I, you know, I don't know. I don't think 50 Cent is married. I don't know about that. But either way, he's wealthy. So his values have changed. And he's bold enough to say, Donald Trump is helping me to keep my money in my pockets. You know, so I can't say that I have issues or grievance with them because it's like, okay, they're using their resources to give, from what I could tell, they give back to the community. But I guess from their point of view, they have to hold on to their resources in order to give it back. You know, another you know, another person that I grew up idolizing from a football point of view, Herschel Walker. When I say growing up, I love me some Herschel Walker. When he was at Georgia, I mean, I used to watch Herschel Walker play. It was just effortless. The strength, the speed, you just you imitated that. Then also Living in New Jersey, the year that he was with the USFL, he came to the Jersey Generals. Oh, my God. What people fail to realize, he signed that contract for the New Jersey General of the United States Football League. What people fail to remember, the owner of the New Jersey General was Donald Trump. The contract that Herschel Walker signed was the largest contract for any football player in the history of professional football. So you got to understand, Donald Trump did something for Herschel Walker that really, it, it changed his life. And what also what people fail to realize was because if you if you look back, Herschel Walker never had any financial issues. You know, yeah, his, you know, after the USF folded, he signed a contract with my beloved Dallas Cowboys, um, did his thing with them. Then after that, you know, there was, you know, I, could, I know Herschel Walker's whole career. 
from the USFL, Georgia, USFL, NFL, and whatnot. But one thing you have not heard, he had financial issues because it was believed that when he was with the New Jersey Generals that was owned by Donald Trump, it was speculated that Trump also gave him financial advice and helped him to invest money in certain other business opportunities. Herschel Walker is an extremely wealthy man. It's just, of course, he's, a, he's, he's very humble. He don't, you know, he's not flashy. He don't have 17 cars. He don't live on a private island and all this type of stuff like that. He's just, that's, that's just not him because, you know, he still got those country roots. But his wealth, his success, even when he kind of fell off the grid, Donald Trump had his celebrity apprentice show. Herschel Walker made guest appearances on that show. It allowed for him to promote a cause that was dear to him on the show. I still, I still remember when he was, you know, to coin the phrase, you're fired. And pretty much that was the last you heard of Herschel Walker being on the show. But it gave people the opportunity to see Herschel Walker again. Far as Herschel Walker is concerned, Donald Trump did this. So it's it's not far fetched that he would he would support this individual. When you see the celebrities that actually was on Celebrity Apprentice endorsing Donald Trump. Because a lot of times a lot of these celebrities, I mean, you know, to be polite, they were hat spins. Nobody heard of these people for a long time. Donald Trump brought them back. And to this day, a lot of those individuals that was on that show endorsed Donald Trump for presidency. They definitely voted for him back in 2016. And chances are they're doing the same thing. So to, to wrap this up, we as black people got to understand the concept that, and I know, you know it's, 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 it's a slippery slope with us. We don't all think the same. Yes. I, I guess I'm just one of those individuals that just focus on my upbringing. I focus on what my parents told me. No matter what, you take care of other people. You know, God will help you to sustain yourself without losing your soul, without going against your values and your morals. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. So, I mean, you know, when people ask do the policies of this person benefit me or could it benefit me better? I'm a firm believer. I do believe there are certain things that conservatives value that I probably could benefit from. But it just, 
I was raised with a conscience. I was raised, I was raised with a soul. And I just can't, I can't go against that. So, I mean, I just don't get into that. I don't get into that criticizing, you know, and I, you know, heaven forbid when people talk about certain aspects of police brutality and the murder and killing of other black folks and people offer their views and opinions on how some things can pre be provoked or pro how can some things be prevented? Excuse me. It's, I, I just, I try not to touch that. Because that it gets it gets heated. It, black people get very sensitive. But I will say this: one of the things that is very apparent from our white counterparts, they are raised to vote as individuals. They are raised to vote for individuals that will promote their household. When I mean by their household, their jobs, their schools, their neighborhoods, that's how they vote and they stick to that. It's that's why a lot of times you, you have counties, you have states that are just one-sided, especially if it's dominated by white people, because that is something that they are not, they're not going to budge on that. Whereas we as black people, we're all over the place. Yeah, the majority of us are Democrats. But at the same time, yes, do Democrats truly benefit the majority of us? If we were really to break down and vote based on who truly benefit us, oh, if, if the political race, the political game, it, man, that'd be a whole different arena. But anyway... I'm gonna bring this episode to a conclusion. This is a this has been another episode of There's a System to This Madness. I'm sitting there thinking about what I just said. It's 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 interesting. But anyway, you know. As always, if you have any questions, any issues with what I said, I would love to hear your opinion. I would love to hear the feedback. You can follow me on my Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Please, I would love to hear your responses. Again, until next time, I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. God bless, be safe, and I will talk to you in about five days.